This is the Adirondack Books and Beyond podcast. Here we go. Oh, what a hog! Take him, Corey. Out of boy. Hey guys, in this episode, we sat down with our local senator, Dan Steck, and his legislative director, John Alexander. I would just like to start by thanking them um, for taking time out of their days and sitting down and doing this with us. It meant a lot. We know they're very busy guys, and uh, they took time out of their day to do this, so we're very appreciative of that. Um, we In this podcast, we go over the new gun laws passed in New York State pertaining to the Adirondack Park and what that means to us as hunters, anyone who recreates within the park, or anyone who resides within the park. Um, with that being said, we actually covered many gun topics um, that, that are going around in New York State right now, and I know we're kind of dipping our toes in the political water, which we tend not to do, um, but again, this one hit very close to home, and we wanted to be as informed as possible, as possible and inform you guys as much as possible, and and uh, Senator Dan and John did a great job explaining it to us. Um, they're awesome guys. And like I said, we're just very appreciative that they sat down and did this with us. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Adirondack Bucks and Beyond podcast. Uh, today we're sitting down with Senator Dan Steck and forgive me, you're John. That's right. I'm John Alexander. I'm Senator Sex Legislative Director. Perfect. Um, so I guess we'll just jump right into it and, uh, Dan, we'll have you, um, just kind of explain who you are and what you do. Sure. You know, real quickly, I represent the 45th Senate district, which is basically from Southern Washington County, all the way to the Canadian border and West out to almost Potsdam right now. The next, uh, district lines will include Potsdam and Canton and Mencina. But, you know, right now I've got, uh, you know, just basically a big chunk of the North country. This is my first term in the Senate. I was in the assembly for eight years before that, representing Essex County, Warren County, most of Washington County, and uh, and um, a little bit of uh, Saratoga County at the time. So uh, I was in the assembly for eight years. My first vote in the assembly was in January 2013 against the SAFE Act. So I started uh, my term uh, in Albany with a, a gun vote, and then uh, you know certainly our most recent vote was a gun vote. Um, born and raised here in Warren County. My father's a retired forest ranger and a Marine. Oh, really? Yep. I'm a Navy veteran. So we're both hunters, uh, pistol permit holder, NRA member, full disclosure, uh, no secret there. And, um, you know, I've got a pro 2 a uh, voting record. I understand the issue in the debate. I mean, there's a lot of legal and a lot of history to it, you know, so I won't pretend to say, oh, I know everything there is to know about the history of the Second Amendment. But uh, between my job and, you know, my district and where I live and my personal background, uh, this is an issue that's important to me. I know it's very important to a lot of people. Yes, us included, and that's why we're here today. Yeah, I was just going to say what brings us here is uh, the new new laws, gun laws getting passed, uh, specifically in the Adirondack Park and state parks in general. Um, and if you kind of want to brush up on that and, and tell everyone what's going on, because we want everyone to be as informed as possible. Absolutely. So, so um, just a couple of weeks ago, the U.S. Supreme Court voted six to three to overturn an, an 100 year old carry, uh, carry concealed law in New York state that basically said that in order to carry conceal, you had to demonstrate. Uh, uh, a reason to use that right. And the Supreme Court, I'm paraphrasing here, they basically said that's the only right in in uh, the Constitution that, you know, people are interpreting that you have to demonstrate, you know, that you're entitled to that right. You don't have to demonstrate that you need to have the First Amendment or any other 
uh, part of the Constitution. So uh, it's been that way for a long time. New York is one of a handful of states that looked at it this way. So if you've lived your whole life in New York State, you may not realize that there are 43 other states out there that are shall issue states that, hey, you know what, if you're a, a lawful law abiding citizen, um, you can you can possess a firearm and you can carry concealed in 43 other states with with little or no background checks right. or little or no uh, process, uh, you know, permitting process. New York was saying not only do we have a process, but we wanted people to demonstrate a, a reason to have a concealed uh, permit. So the Supreme Court threw that out and and sent it back to the state and said, you need to address this and you need you can have a process, but you can't say you got to approve things. So. My read on this is Albany, a very blue state, you know, super majority in the Senate and the Assembly, uh, uh, governor's office controlled by uh, Democrats. So it's it's a one party rule in New York. They have an extreme dislike for guns in general. Uh, you know, and we can talk forever about um, moves that they made as far as their view on criminal justice in general. You know who, who they seem to favor. They seem to favor criminals over victims and law abiding citizens. Uh, they're very quick to jump to defend a criminal's rights or an incarcerated person's rights. And and yet very slow, you know, very slow to, uh, you know, to give people tools to defend themselves to, you know, they tend to uh, drift anti-police, you know, they're hard on the police. So, um, you know, that's the political leanings in New York state. They saw this, frankly, as an opportunity to say, "Okay, the Supreme Court is telling us we got to come up with a process. We'll show you a process. I mean, I really I view it like a, a legislative temper tantrum. They were upset with a conservative Supreme Court ruling and a liberal state is going to rewrite the laws. And there are a lot of people buzzing in my ear, and I tend to agree with them that where we landed with this law is worse than where we started before the um, Supreme Court ruling. And uh, and I think in, in the halls of power down there in, in Albany, that, you know, that I think a lot of people on the other side of the aisle are saying they're laughing. They're chuckling. Hey, we showed them, you know, be careful what you wish for kind of thing. But um, the uh, the new law does a lot as far as. Uh, um, you have to renew your pistol permit every three years. It used to be every five years. And of course, when I first got my pistol permit, it was good for your life. My father had one. Right. He had a picture, you know, that was 40 years old, <laughs> right. cards yep. falling apart in his wallet, right? <laughs> and he wasn't alone. Now, it, now uh, it was every five years, and now it's going to be every three years. And you have to get 16 hours of training, and you have to demonstrate proficiency. So again, now we have to demonstrate proficiency to exercise a constitutional right. I mean, there's a lot that was done with that law that is going to get challenged in court. I have every confidence that at some level, and I like to think it won't take the U.S. Supreme Court to say, you guys cross the, the line here and, and toss it. But there'll be a lot of that that will get thrown up by a court. But the question is, will it be another hundred years like the law that took to br- bring us here? One part, and I think um, a big part of the reason why you guys are here and it's and I want to be clear, you know, this isn't like the only thing that I'm fixated on this law, but it's very relevant to my district because my district is almost entirely in the Adirondack Park. And, and it's kind of not to interrupt, but it's kind of what grasps our attention. Well, that's fine. When, when we read that and we're like, oh, my oh, my goodness, this is and, this and is I'll, crazy. I'll be honest with you. And, and some of my colleagues may disagree and some that are more cynical or, or less trusting may disagree. Um, but I'll say that I think that this was mostly sloppy legislative work. You got to remember that the day or so after the Supreme Court ruling came out, Governor Hochul said there's going to be a special session next Thursday. So six days later, I think she said this on a Friday, um, I'm calling the legislature back to do gun legislation in six days. We get there on Thursday at noon. You're waiting for a bill. No bill. Uh, I sat around to 1.30 at night that night waiting for legislation to come that never came. Finally, at 1.30, our leadership said, all right, we're not doing this tonight. Go home. We'll come come back tomorrow. So we come back Friday morning. 
they finally put together a bill on Friday morning. Now, here's where there's some close parallels to the SAFE Act. Again, my first bill in January 2013, and I remember when I got there, they're like, oh, January, you know, the first few weeks of session, they ease into things. They don't do anything significant the first few weeks of session. Right. Literally, the first day, they said, uh, don't go anywhere. Um, we're going to do guns tonight. And, uh, and we, you know, we debated that bill well into the wee hours of the morning. The state constitution. All right. So you got to remember the other side now, they're quick to start throwing around their expertise about the, what the constitution says this, the constitution says that. The state constitution says that we are to have three days to review legislation before we can vote on it. That's so that the legislature can understand the, the bill. That's most importantly so that the public knows what the bill says and can go through it, offer their criticism, their comments, their support. You've got 19 million people here and the st state's Constitution says you're supposed to let a bill age for three days before you vote on it. Now, like a lot of other things, there's exceptions to that rule. You know, it's also worked into the state constitution that with a message of necessity from the governor that the legislature can or can or, or doesn't have to accept. So the legislature can say, that's nice that you're giving us a message of necessity, governor, but we're going to wait three days. So there's a kind of but there is a mechanism that would allow us to short circuit the three days. In a case of emergency, think about it. Now, when I think about that, I think of a comet strikes the planet, uh, a volcano erupts in New York. Uh, there's some truly horrific crisis, crisis yeah. that, that sense, comes Natural up. disasters. We do it all the time every year with, as part of the budget. There's a collection of bills, and every year there's a, or there's a uh, message of necessity on, on passing a budget bill. We, a budget is an annual event. I want I want to find somebody that can convince me that somehow April first, following March thirty first, is an is an uh, is a crisis or is an emergency. <laughs> All right, I mean, no one should be surprised. You know, ever since the Julian calendar, Julius Caesar came up with the the calendar. April 1st is followed March thirty first, but yet we react like, holy smokes! You know, <laughs> they. They, they ran the SAFE Act through with a message of necessity, and a lot of your listeners are going to say, oh, I mean, they raised the level of awareness with that vote. I think before, no one in New York State had ever heard of or knew what a message of necessity was, but it's been part of our state constitution forever. It was probably being used forever, but it became famous when they ran through gun legislation in January 2013. They did the same thing again here just a week or so ago okay. in Albany. They did it on Friday, July 1st, before a holiday weekend of all holidays, Independence Day weekend, right? right where we, we treasure and we celebrate yeah. our nation's independence. And they played with gun, uh, gun legislation going into a three-day weekend, a great time to bury something that's con uh, controversial. And... Uh, um, so we voted on this bill. Now, it was, again, a lot of stuff in there that was very calculated. They wanted to make it very difficult for people to have carry concealed permits. And I debated the bill for an hour on the floor of the Senate. Um, you know, and uh, I think I did a good job hitting a lot of these points. One of the points I did not hit was the one that we're here to talk about today. I know that right. Senator O'Mara talked about it in his debate on the Senate. And I also know that it was covered um, in the Assembly. And uh, the important thing here is so... The governor has said we're talking about parks. The law reads that you would be they, it created a new class E felony. So you could spend more than a year in jail potentially for a felony creates a class E felony for possessing a firearm, shotgun, a rifle or shotgun. That's how it, firearm, sh uh, rifle or shotgun. That's so we're not just talking about handguns now. Right. This is a, so again, the Supreme Court 
said your handgun carry concealed law is unconstitutional. Fix it. So our fix to that also includes, hey, let's do new anti-gun legislation for shotguns and rifles. And it says and, and again, you know, you current law, you couldn't carry a gun in a bank. Right. You couldn't carry a gun in a in a uh, in a government, you know, in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. I think we're all comfortable with that. I mean, right. I understand there may be some people that are real purists to say I should be able to carry it anywhere I want. But I think, you know, generally speaking, most people understand there are some no carry areas, mm-hmm. you know, airports, um, uh, you know, banks, courts. All right. Now, I suppose that we could have a legit debate, say, well, you know, what other areas do we want to do this? And. Again, if you're an anti-gun group, if you're an anti-gun legislature, you're going to try to make that list as expansive as possible. And if you're, you know, protect the Second Amendment, you're going to try to limit that. Say, hey, people have a right to carry to defend themselves in public. Um, So uh, the law said if you are carrying a firearm, rifle or shotgun in a sensitive area, you're guilty of a a felony. Right. That then the, the the next part of the law defines what is a sensitive area, and it lists a whole lot of things. And again, there's a lot of things on there that I think some people might say, "Ah, eh, that doesn't need to be in a sensitive area." But, you know, but we could debate that. But one of the aspects is it says parks. Now, right. if you're from New York City, immediately you think of Central Park. Now, I, I think people could debate hey, whether or not somebody should be allowed to carry in Central Park. You know, I mean, a lot right. of bad things happen in Central Park. Um, but, I, you know, I can understand, you know, the thought process would be, well, what about a playground? I mean, you know, where do you draw that line? And, and again, they're, they're, the good people can disagree on that. But you got I'm looking at the language that was used. You know, at the end of the day, we're writing a law that is going to get enforced. It, the regulations will be written based on what we pass. And then there will be cops out there that are going to try to enforce. And they're and they're going to be given direction. Well, what did Albany mean July 1st, 2022, when they passed this law? And it says parks. Well, on debate in both the Assembly and the Senate, Democrat sponsors of the bill. So this just wasn't any Democrat member. Hey, you know, what do you think this bill means? These are people that were put forward by leadership to represent this bill. You know, so so supposedly they know more than the average. They're, they're, they're defending their, their proposed law. And they were asked in both houses, does parks include the Adirondack Park? And it wasn't like, well, one of them says, well, I'm not sure or, you know, or one one house, you know, debater said, you know, the, in the assembly, they said yes. And in the Senate, they said no. And again, these guys debating the, the bill, they're not doing that by themselves. They've got staff. They've got attorneys on their shoulder. And, and in fact, if you watch the um, if you watch the, the uh, Senate debate, there is a long pause when Senator O'Mara asked, what does this mean to the Adirondack Park? That pause was certainly staff in that guy's ear interpreting, the, you know, the law. So, you know, the people that wrote this answered this question. And in both the Senate and the Assembly, those sponsors clearly said public land in the Adirondack Park w- would fall under the sensitive location. So, so, and these are not Republicans, these are Democrats, and these is, this is all public record. You can go and watch the tape. So, there's, so, so when you say sensitive, that means you would not be able to have... Possess a firearm Correct. within that area. You're, 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 the new law says you cannot possess a firearm, including rifles and shotgun, in a sensitive area. And then there's a lengthy list of what constitutes a sensitive area. And, you know, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but there's a lot of things that in there that I think a lot of people would agree. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good idea. But there will be also things, you know, that you can have a legitimate discussion that says, uh, you know, was um, one of the one of the areas that uh, we don't allow people to carry in this new law 
is places of religious worship. Now, we've all seen, you know, the, the, there have been shootings um, and shootings that have been stopped by people carrying in churches and in synagogues. Uh, you know, so again, I mean, I can understand people saying, ah, do we really want guns in churches? Well, the, you know, there have been instances where that's been, you know, that that's made a difference. It stopped somebody from committing exactly. crack, uh, you know, these heinous acts. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's a discussion that we could have. And, right. and again, parks, I, you know, I, I suppose somebody could say, you know, Central Park's a large park. You're walking across the city. You're, you know, you're carrying now. You can't walk through the park because you're committing a felony. So you got to walk around the park. Right. You know, I mean, people can debate that. But the hat that I wear, and I'm sure uh, this is where I say I, I don't think they were thinking of the Adirondack Park and the Catskill Park when they right. pat, when they yeah. when they wrote this. But on debate, we asked the question and they said, yes, they would fall under this definition of parks. So now they're starting to get blowback. And, uh, you know, um, I wasn't the first to jump on it. But when when, uh, you know, within a couple of days, you know, my office and I, we realized this was an issue. We started asking for clarification. We reached out to the DEC. We reached out to the state police. We reached out to the second floor, the governor's uh, staff asking for answers. The governor's spokesperson then said, no, this doesn't apply to the Adirondack Park. And then they went into full, uh, you know, defense mode, uh, you know, and, and uh, they, you know, then they started to attack, say, oh, they're, you know, they're reaching, they're trying to twist this into something it's not. They're making this stuff up. You know, they, they went into full, uh, Republicans are playing games here mode. Well, go to the tape. The Assembly sponsor and the Senate sponsor both said, yes, it w- and they're Democrats. It, yes, it, this would apply. Then in the media... Assembly member to my north and an assemblywoman to my south that I share the district with, they both voted against the bill. And in their comments to press, they both cited their concern for what this meant in the Adirondacks. These are two more Democrats. And then uh, I know that Senator Liz Krueger, who is finance chair, very, very senior senator, Democrat from New York State. She's in the Adirondack Explorer last week, quoted as saying, yes, this applies to the park. So it's not just Republicans that are trying to play games with words here. That's that's not what we're talking about. The sponsors and numerous members of the legislature that are Democrats are all saying this applies in the parks. The only person that was saying it wasn't was a spokesperson for Governor Hochul. So at best, the Democrats don't know what their own bill means. What I've done is said, all right, fine. You know what? We'll make it real simple. We'll add a sentence in there that makes it clear that it doesn't apply to the state land in the Adirondack Park and the Catskills. We'll see what but here's an opportunity to put your money where your mouth is. If you if you if you agree with me that you don't want it to be in the park. But I'll tell you this. I know there are a lot of members on the other side of the aisle in the legislature that want want to ban them in the park. In fact, I think the the the, um, the sponsor in the assembly made the comment when asked this question, if it was up to him, he wouldn't allow guns anywhere. Which, which, you know, like, is just absolutely crazy because on our end, as hunters, um, doing that completely, I mean, it, it would ruin the wildlife up there. If, if no one was able to carry a weapon or a firearm, I should say, and hunt up there and right. control the population of animals. Now, was there a provision in there about hunting? That's a- yes. So there, there is a hunting exception. Okay. So, but... You know, what if you're a fisherman or uh, or your backcountry hiker, or you're, you're going to hike the exactly. Northville Placid Trail? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's completely not unreasonable if you're going to be mm-hmm. in the woods for 10 days, walking 130 miles on the Northville Placid Trail where you may see more bears than people. Exactly. It's, it's not exactly. unreasonable to it's be carrying. It's a very common occurrence these days. You know, and, and uh, again, if, if the Adirondack Park falls under parks, 
then you would be committing a felony. Now, what are the rest of the practicalities? You're also a lot less likely to see a ranger or a trooper on the Northfield Placid Trail. Right, I mean, right. you know, are, do they want to? Are they, you know, they have prosecutorial discretion. You know, do, are they going to are they going to arrest everyone that they see? But again, I think largely gun owners, and this is where we part ways with a lot of our gun legislation issues. The vast majority of lawful gun owners that possess their guns um, legally want to follow the law. They may right. not like the law. They may be furious with the law. They may vote. In, you know, in accordance with that, but in most people, whatever the law is, they're going to follow the they law. Need to do. Whether they like it or not, they may feel strongly that it's stupid or erroneous or or mean spirited. Um, but they're going to follow the law. Now, I also understand that some other people say, no, it's our duty to shake our fist at the wind and say, I'm going to defy that law. Good luck with that, you know, um, with the law enforcement. Literally, you know, um, what I'm trying to avoid, though, is, again, most people, they want to follow the law. And if you're one of those people that's going in five miles into the backcountry to your favorite fishing spot, or you're going to go backcountry hiking or whatever, and you're going to carry and something happens and you have now you have a interaction with law enforcement, um, whether you're a victim or an incident or you've done something else wrong, but you have contact now with law enforcement and they discover that you're carrying a firearm in, in, on state land in the Adirondacks. Now that's a, that's a felony charge that you could potentially be looking at. I want if I, if it's me or if it's you that's that's been arrested. Now you're staring at thousands of dollars of an illegal, you know, hiring a lawyer to defend yourself. I want more for that person that gets arrested than spokesperson umpty squat that once worked years ago for Governor Hochul said it doesn't apply in the park. That's, you know, I mean, solidarity would be very nice for everything that's going on right now. Like you had said before, we started the podcast. There's just so much confusion with all these, all these laws that get rolled out. And I mean, this is the icing on the cake. I mean, this is as confusing as it possibly gets. Like I said, I, I honestly think that when they drafted this, they weren't thinking this way. But I know a lot of my colleagues, they would see that and they would defend it. They would say, absolutely. It's a park just like any other park. Why is the Adirondack Park different? I mean, I've heard them on the floor for years. That's that's how some of them think. Do I the governor's spokesperson saying that? Do I believe that the governor, you know, uh, feels that way? Yeah. But I have yet to hear the governor say that I'm waiting for the governor or the state police or the DEC saying this is the regulation. This this does not apply in the parks. But again, it would be that's better than nothing. Certainly, that would be better than a spokes, a press guy saying what he thinks. Now, Senator, how about the residents within the park? How does this apply to the residents themselves? Does it apply to them, or is it just strictly on property that's owned by the state? So, if if you're a resident of the Adirondack Park and you've got um, firearms in your house, you're legal. Okay. You're legal. You you step off your property with a, a weapon and you go onto a neighbor's property. If that neighbor says you can be there with a weapon, you're okay. Okay. If you step off your property and onto Forest Preserve, now that's where at best we're in a gray area. Now that's where we are. Where th- that some people will read that and say, yes, you just committed a felony. The governor's spokesperson is saying, no, we didn't mean that. You know what? Fifty years from now, somebody's going to read that law. And 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 there might be a change in you know in uh, attitudes and you know or it may not be 50 years from now it could be it could be three years from now you could have a new governor in there a new state police uh, and the, and uh, a cop on the beat that you know says oh, I'm going to arrest you because you've done this and now you're you're defending that and then and then it's up to them to go back and find a press comment from July of 2022 saying this is the legislative intent you know some spokesperson because they're also going to find these comments 
on debate. You know, I mean, there, you know, I, again, I'm not a lawyer and I'm going to guess most of your uh, listeners aren't lawyers. But, you know, um, when it's a gray area in, in a law, then they look to what's legislative intent. And that's when they would say, OK, this is what the law says. But what else was being said when they passed this law? So they'll go and they'll watch the debate. They'll read the newspaper articles. They'll, they'll find, oh, here's where the governor's spokesperson said this. But they're going to also find the floor debate where they said, yes, this this, right. this this would apply in the Adirondacks. So, again, now you're trying to argue over, well, what did we mean? Right. The easiest way to avoid the what did you mean question is to pass legislation that clarifies it. And that's and that's what I've written. You know, I've got a bill and Assemblyman Simpson's got it in the assembly um, that literally adds a sentence that says this does not apply in the forest preserve in the Adirondacks or Catskills. And then that that would remove all doubt. You know, I mean, to me, you don't fix bad legislation with a press release. You fix bad legislation with new legislation. That's what we should be doing here. And again, the definition of parks in the Adirondacks is tip of the iceberg. But again, my district is in the Adirondacks and most people are are concerned about this. But there's a lot more that we did the other day that is also concerning to me. That's going to probably need to work itself out in the courts. But this is an easy one that I think I, I think most people would say, yeah, we can figure out what what did we really mean? And then just put it in law, add it to the law. The most concerning part for me was that it even escalated to this point, though, where that's even getting thrown out there. It's like like you said before, they're throwing and seeing what's going to stick to the wall and. Then, then they go from there. So that's just that's concerning to me in general. Well, well, I think, you know, just big picture in our country right now, you know, we have a conservative Supreme Court, you know, and, you know, I mean, the left, if I had a nickel for every time I had to listen to Democrats say elections have consequences or you're you're darn right. They, they do. sure do. They, yep, and uh, and uh, 2016 was a big one uh, where they 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 had assumed that they were going to have the White House. And so they didn't worry about filling uh, all this all these court uh, positions that were open. And then 2016, I think. Donald Trump surprised a lot of people with his win. And and as as fate would have it, he was in a position to make a point three appointments to the Supreme Court. And uh, he, he put in exactly who he said he would put in when he was campaigning. So there were no surprises. He were he says, I'm working off a list and it's going to be people off this list. And and sure enough, he 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 did that. And so now you have a six three uh, Supreme Court that is uh, leans conservative. And uh, I think what you're seeing now is blue states. When the Supreme Court does something that the uh, that the uh, the blue states don't like, there's going to be a tactic now where they're going to say, well, we'll pass a law and we'll we'll let it take a decade to get through the court system to find out. But because until it moves to the court system, it is the law. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, rather than, you know, I mean, most people with their sense of fairness are like, look, that Supreme Court just said that we can't we can't pass a law that goes against that. They're doing that now. And what they're going to do is they're going to wait until somebody puts up the money, puts up the time, fights this. Maybe it makes its way to the Supreme Court. Maybe it doesn't because they don't hear everything. You got to remember this law that we just passed in New York in July 1st is in response to a Supreme Court case that took up a hundred year old uh, pistol permit uh, law in New York State. So this could I mean, people need to understand that this could take a decade or more. And uh, and again, I, this isn't accidental. I mean, I think that the left knows this and I think it's a new tactic that they're going to. Well, we'll just it's the law until a court rules again, rules. It isn't the that, intent sure and that is to not be there. That is not how our system is supposed to work. No, not at you all. You know, that's not responsible government no. at all. No. So I think I mean, do you have any do you have any final questions on it? Adam, do you have any questions on it? I mean, did you have anything from the bill that we didn't yeah. touch on? Do you that would be pertinent to our listeners no. being residents of the Adirondacks? I, I, I think I think you hit on the 
all the high points. I mean, just to be clear, this is a status quo bill. This is a bill, and I think there's a lot of confusion coming out, and what we're hearing is, is this doesn't affect people in their homes. That's true, but if you live in Arietta, where something like 80% of that town is forest preserve, and you walk outside, chances are, under a certain interpretation of this bill, whether it was passed, as the senator said, whether it was passed uh, intentionally or not in this way, um, you could be committing a crime. And this is a merely a status quo bill. And, but it's specifically about the Forest Preserve, which are something different as far as our this is office's position because they are specifically laid out in Article 14 of the state constitution. They are not the same thing as Central Park. They're not the same thing as Washington Park. They're not right. the same thing as Crandall Park. Right. Now, one other thing real quickly that I wanted to touch on because I think this is significant, is that it reversed the way that we looked at the carry law in New York State, this bill did. Up till now, you could carry, unless it was already a legally forbidden area to carry, courthouse, airport, bank, right? But we all know, right? I, I mean, how, how many of us have carried a, a firearm into Yankee Stadium? You can't. Now, it's private property, right? It's private right. business, private property. Why? Because that business said... And understandably, I mean, you know, hey, there's people there. There'll be a lot of people there. It's a sporting event. People get amped up. People get drinking. You know, that fights happen in sporting events all the time. Oh, yeah. So so those owners said, we're going to put up magnetometers. We're going to have a policy in place. We don't want any knives. Any, you know, they don't want weapons coming in the Yankee Stadium. So, you're, you know, the current law historically has been that your right to carry was limited and could be limited on private property. And I think, again, there will be some listeners say, I should be able to go to Yankee Stadium. Good luck with that. That But that hasn't been the case. What the the new law that was passed just a a couple weeks ago in New York reverses that. Now the presumption isn't you can carry on private other people's private property unless they say no. Now it's written you can only carry on other people's property only if they say yes. So the the a logical thing, you know, what came out on debate, and this is where I spent a fair amount of my time debating this on the Senate floor. So right now, today, as it stands, because this new law doesn't go into effect until September 1, you can walk into Walmart carrying, right? There, no one's checking you at Walmart. There's no signs in Walmart that says you can't. You can, you can walk into Walmart and carry concealed. No one would know, and, and you wouldn't be breaking any law. After this goes into effect, Walmart would have to put a sign up saying you're allowed to carry there. Yeah, if not the, not the reverse that right. you're not allowed. Okay. So if 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 that sign is not placed in the store window saying you can't you can you're allowed to carry there, this law says you're illegal to carry there. So it reverses the way that we've been doing things. Now, all right, what does that mean? Well, you're a bad guy, and you want to knock over. A liquor store, or you're a little more ambitious than that, and you want to knock over a jewelry store, and you're walking down Fifth Avenue in New York City, or you're walking around, uh, you know, Glen Street and Glens Falls, and there's jewelry stores and liquor stores in the area, you know, and uh, you're a bad guy, and you're doing your own risk risk reward assessment, right? These guys, some of them, they have entrepreneuring minds, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not just, you know, animals looking to commit crimes. I mean, right. they're, they're 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 calculated. Who's going to be easier to rob? So you're you're basically painting businesses this one no guns allowed there high likelihood of success if you go in there and commit a crime the one across the street says guns are allowed there well now maybe that's a little more risk than I want but and now you're putting a lot of pressure on these business owners because think you're a business owner and you're going to post something up there that says guns are allowed here you're going to turn off a lot of people that aren't comfortable with guns 
you know, uh, but again, there will be people who say, well, you know what, uh, they'll, be, they'll be shocked to know that you can carry in Walmart today, but you can. And how many of us have been upset, you know, to know that? But I, so I, I understand there'll be people saying, well, I don't want the, you are allowed to carry them in churches today. But come September 1st, it will be illegal to carry them in churches. So th- this law flipped that on their head. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, really, it just it makes it easier for criminals to be criminals. It makes it harder for people to defend themselves. Um, you know, waving a order protection or waving a cell phone in front of somebody that's going to assault you. That's not going to save your life. Nothing. You know, so um, you, you got a lot of people out there, a lot of women with the exes out there that are trouble and they've got orders of protections. And a lot of them do carry. Right. And uh, they don't advertise it. I mean, I think a lot of people would be surprised to know how many people are carrying when, you know, yeah, they right. would never know that they were carrying. But that's people you want carrying. <laughs> but <they're, laughs> yeah. that, that's just it, you know, and, and they have a right to carry. And so now you're, you're infringing on that person's ability to go, well, I can't go in every store now. You yeah, know, right. I can go into the stores that say I can carry in here. But if I go into another store, I'm breaking the law. Maybe I get caught. Maybe I don't. You know, but you are you are impacting on their freedom. To to go in and and and, uh, you know, or and it goes beyond just stores. I mean, this law also applies to private property. If you want to come to my house and you want to carry, according to this law, I'm supposed to give you permission to carry. You can't carry in my house without my knowledge under this new law. And again, the current law has been the other way for forever and hasn't been a problem. Right. Crime isn't being the I led the debate. My opening with the debate was I asked for statistics, crime statistics, who, uh, you know, people that lawfully possess their firearms, how many of these crimes are being committed by lawful gun owners? They don't have that. You know, the governor hasn't expressed an interest in seeing the data. The governor just knows that what's right and what's wrong and we're supposed to vote on it. We need data for everything else. Uh, but we but we don't need data for 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 taking away people. Such a critical uh, issue in today's society. You know, and, yeah. and it's a simple thing. There's data for everything. You know, oh, yeah. I, I suspect the data doesn't support their argument. I, I'm sure of it. And then earlier that very week, um, you know, there was a, a fatal shooting in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. A 20 year old woman was pushing a three month old in a stroller and a guy walked up to her, shot and killed her in the head. That guy didn't, he wasn't a lawful per, pistol permit holder. Of course not. You know, um, so, you know, I, you know, people ask me, you know, the, well, what do you propose be done? You know, I mean, because we're all against gun violence, right? No one wants no anyone. No one wants mass shootings. We, you know, we're all no against, one wants gun violence. But, you know, uh, you know, I mean, this is an easy question to answer now. Maybe five years ago it would have been a little more difficult question to answer. But in New York State, the easy answer right now is start treating criminals like criminals. Stop right. coddling criminals. The bail reform with the revolving door, all we're doing is we're emboldening and encouraging criminals to be criminals. Mm-hmm. When, they, when they get to prison... We've taken a lot of the tools away from our corrections officers that keep everyone safe in there. They they don't have the behavioral controls in prisons anymore because we, uh, you know, heaven forbid, prison be an unpleasant place to be. We need to make it easier on the criminals. And then when they're eligible for parole, we can't parole them fast enough. You know, so in New York State, there's been a focus on making life easy for criminals. If you, you want to start cutting down on crime, start cutting down on crime. Start hammering people when they break the law. Don't exactly. don't go out there we and make agree more. you know yep. and and, I, and I'm not alone you know in no. the in the Senate that was a strict priority line vote 43 Democrats all voted for that gun bill 20 Republicans all voted against it and it's not because Republicans somehow are the governor said I'll close with this because I thought this was really telling especially again given where my district is the northeast corner 
of New York State. Any farther north, and I'm 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 speaking French, and I'm in Canada. <laughs> and, 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 and and any further east, I'm in Bernie Sanders land, and I'm in, I, you know. I'm yeah, in Bernie, thankfully you're right? over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the governor said, in her remarks before we voted on this law, she didn't want to see New York become the Wild West. Now, again, I, I said this earlier, 43 other states, it's a shall issue state. All right. And uh, and they have their crime statistics, you know, but where you have the most stringent gun control laws, you still have the most gun violence. Just look at Chicago. All right. But she said she didn't want it to become the Wild West. Well, Vermont doesn't have any regulations. You can get a gun today and start walking around, carry concealed in Vermont. There's no permitting process. And we live right next to Vermont. We're in that media market. We hear the news, what's coming out of Vermont. Does anyone have a lot of examples of gun violence being a, a, a outlier in Vermont? Is Vermont the Wild West? Absolutely not. All right. So, very, uh, and that's a very examples. local issue, mm-hmm. you know? So, so again, we were talking earlier, it may be hard for maybe some of our friends and neighbors that live in New York City to get their head around that concept. Right. But the people around here in this part of New York State that are screaming that, uh, you know, somehow we need to ban guns everywhere, oh, explain Vermont. Explain, explain Vermont. You know, we you know we all read that paper. We're you know, explain how Vermont isn't overrun with gun problems. That's it, a great example. <laughs> well, we re- we really appreciate your conversation today, and we appreciate for, being a voice for us and yeah, everything that yeah. you do in the office that you hold. Yes, you got it. Well, we it's really a privilege to serve. It. You know, and and again, I, I mean, I want to be reasonable. What we've done here is not reasonable. What we did here was a temper tantrum by a legislature that didn't like a Supreme Court ruling. Um, you know, we'll keep fighting, but uh, like the Democrats like to say, elections have consequences. So everyone needs yeah. to remember that in November. Right. Certainly. And we'll uh, we'll keep spreading the word as well. So we appreciate All your right. time, Senator. Thanks. Thanks, thank everybody. You. Yes, awesome. Thank you.